BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. WQAD Podcast Network. The Cities with Jim Mertens, a production of WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region, a podcast in partnership with WQAD. What's going on in the Quad Cities? Activities, events, fun, politics, sports, local issues, and opinions. And now, your host, Jim Mertens. I'm Jim Mertens, and this is the Cities Podcast. The 2022 elections are upon us. Well, before the November elections, there will be summer primaries in both Iowa and Illinois. And in Iowa, it'll actually be the test of major changes that lawmakers made last year in the way the elections are going to be run this year. Absentee ballots will be treated differently. The voting calendar will be shorter. And the state will need more poll workers at a time when some groups say they'll be watching those precincts closer than ever. And we talked with Iowa Secretary of State Paul Pate about the state of the Iowa elections. You were very proud of 2020. Does it, does it, is it somewhat disheartening when you hear people that don't believe the election was fair in Iowa? Well, people are going to always voice some concerns, and that's their right. But I think the majority of Iowans clearly were satisfied with the election results. And my job is just to keep giving them the facts, making sure they understand how we do it in Iowa. And I have confidence. Iowans get it. That's why we have record voter turnouts, and uh, we'll keep on that same path. But what's, what's happened since 2020 has been remarkable. Iowa legislature has enacted new laws, and we've seen, I, I, I take it as Scott County, where the auditor resigned saying that she just faced too many threats, she and her staff. 2020 ended up being kind of ugly after the election. Well, there, there, there was some backlash, clearly. Uh, I won't split hairs, but the auditor in, in, in Scott County was retiring well before the election. She, she may have said that contributed to why she was thinking about it. But uh, I think the, the results of what we saw in this election is that Iowans got a fair, open election. They, they believe the results. And there are those, though, who clearly want to see even more done. But I just want to remind them all the great things we have got in place. Uh, and one of them is poll workers, the fact that these are your friends and your neighbors. These are bipartisan teams. These are the folks who are there every step of the way to make sure that your best interests and, and that elections are run properly are being conducted. And, and we're asking for a little more help on that front. You are looking for poll workers for the upcoming elections. It's been difficult before 2020. Is it more difficult now? Well, actually, it's starting to be a little easier in some ways. Uh, I think what COVID brought on was a, a more of a greater awareness that we need these folks on the on the front line. And uh, we've been doing a lot of special recruiting since then. And we've been able to fill a lot of those spots. And, and I'm hoping we'll even fill in more because if voter participation keeps going up, we need more people at the polls to help. We want to make sure that it's a smooth process. And uh, we also want to have uh, some fallback, if you will, or reserves. So you know, we have 10,000 plus poll workers right now. And we want to see us get to the $12,000 12, mark uh, just to have that, that extra help. And uh, again, these are your neighbors. This is, I call them our neighborhood heroes uh, because they're stepping up. And, and that's what guarantees you the kind of integrity you want on our elections. 
Well, as you know, elections are very partisan. Election day is somewhat not so much, especially at the polls. Yet it sounds like you're hearing this groundswell, at least in the Republican Party, to get more partisan people involved in the actual election day administration. Well, again, the political parties have a role, and I respect that. Uh, and my role is to be the referee. We don't get to root for one team over the other. And that's how the poll workers work. That's why we balance it between Republican and Democrats. And uh, these are folks that are right in your own neighborhood, as I've said. And these are people I think you can trust because, again, these are your peers. And it helps lend to the, the whole concept that we want transparency in our elections. We want to make sure people see the process and have confidence in the results. Uh, and I think we're making good progress on that, and we want to keep building on it. Are you worried about security in future elections? Because you do see this kind of groundswell of anger towards the vote and the vote count that people that may not believe that it's being done fairly, you believe it's being done fairly, your poll workers believe it's being done fairly, yet there could be confrontations at the polls. Well, we work very hard with our county auditors and the poll workers to give them the kind of training so they can deal with any type of situation, whether it might be a conflict of, of someone's uh, concern how elections being run or whether it's a natural disaster. We make sure they have those. We partner with law enforcement. We make sure we have a safe environment. I, I want to be very careful about how we look at the national scene. And, and even within the national scene, you may have some hot spots here and there. But I think when you look at the vast majority of all of our polling sites around the country, particularly here in Iowa, we run pretty safe, calm, cool, collective uh, elections. And uh, COVID added a few tensions, if you will, because we were having to do some distancing and we were trying to come up with ways to be able to do it in a safe way, but also give everybody their opportunity to vote. And uh, I think we did a pretty good job at that. And we're going to look forward to uh, going into 2022 and doing even more. I remember talking to you after the 2020 election, how proud you were on the count, how proud you were on the effectiveness at each of the polls, and yet the Iowa legislature made changes. Do you think those changes were needed? Well, the legislature, I like to think at least, responds to what constituents are asking for. And a lot of what they responded to wasn't as much of the technical side in saying, you know, count them this way or uh, uh, move a form this way. They were talking about some of the expectations. You know, the voters were saying, we want to know what the results are on election night. They had some concerns about it, you know, dragging out. And as you drag it out, it opens up to more concern about anybody uh, manipulating anything. So that puts more pressure on us to make sure we've got poll workers so we can get those counts done on election night. And uh, but I have confidence we can get it done. And uh, again, Iowans get it. We really do. And the vast majority really understand and are participating. But what you really found is people that don't necessarily want to vote election day. Uh, One million um, of the 1.7 uh, election ballots were absentee ballots in Iowa. A vast majority of people wanted to vote and not come into the voting booth. You could say it is COVID, but once that happens, don't you think more Iowans and more people all across America are just, they want a more convenient way to vote rather than actually traveling to the polls? Well, I think we are a society now that wants more options. Uh, and that's what we see with the early voting, most certainly. It's, uh, the challenge is it's kind of like a restaurant with a menu. Uh, you have a lot of things on it, and you might want to add a few new dishes that are, are very appealing and very good, but most of the folks still don't want to give up anything else on the menu. They, they like the idea of having choices, and uh, clearly that's what we have to balance, and we're going to keep doing that. Uh, we'll, we'll make sure we're out there. I expect in 2022 another record turnout.
And some of that may be uh, the early voting. It might be shifting uh, back to more traditional voting. That's yet to be, to be determined, if you will. But uh, we clearly want to make sure we are responding uh, to what the folks are asking for and, and doing it in such a way that we can also assure the integrity. Early voting was about uh, 29 days in, in 2020, and now it's been cut mm -hmm. to 20 days. Do you see that as having a, an impact in the upcoming election, especially in 2024? Well, it's a challenge for us, the administrators. Our job is to make sure you're educated to what the details are. Like what are the deadlines? There are always deadlines in elections. And the better job we do of making sure they know what they are, I'm, I'm more confident, confident that they'll get it done. Uh, the window we have right now is still a much more generous window than most states in the country have. Uh, and I think it is still manageable, but it clearly is, uh, means we have to be on our A game as election officials to get that information in the hand of voters. One of the other things is that voting is going to end earlier, 8 p.m. as opposed to 9 p.m. I know television stations across the state are happy to hear that. <laughs> is that another effort perhaps to get the vote totals in by the end of the night? Well, it's a big part of it, but you know, I've heard for 20 years, really 20 years, County auditors have appealed to the legislature because they weren't seeing the last hour of the evening as a big window or an hour that people are coming in to vote. And clearly, with all the people voting early, they've seen that same trend even get less. I mean, there's not that many people voting in the 8 to 9 o'clock period. And when you're trying to recruit poll workers and you're trying to get results done on election night to satisfy voters, you could use that hour being the, doing the tuddling, as you said, uh, but also it allows us to move our poll workers into a different mode, if you will, rather than having to be sitting at a polling site for the last, you know, there's two or three people who come in. When you ask them, they're willing to come in an hour earlier. So the point was Democrat and Republican auditors were asking for this change. The legislature gave it to them. And I think uh, they're getting a bit of a backlash. They, show, they don't deserve it. The legislature was just doing what auditors were asking them to do. When you take a look at the elections and you take a look at 2020 and whether they were fair and done correctly in Iowa, the biggest uh, way of testing it is when it's challenged. And you look at the 2nd Congressional District where it came down to six vote difference between Marionette Miller-Meeks and Rita Hart. And, and the election really didn't change that much. I mean, your, your poll workers and your counties were really put to the test. Was that satisfying? to not see a major change in that election just from an administrative standpoint? Well, most certainly. I mean, it was, it was a lot of work, but you know, elections are important, so there is gonna be some work in it. And when you're talking about uh, 25 counties that you're uh, going through doing these hand counts, uh, that is very uh, intense. And I was very pleased with how it came out. And uh, you know, the old saying is like making sausage. You really don't wanna watch the process sometimes but uh, the product at the end is pretty good. You know, there were some bumps uh, we encountered and, and we're gonna improve on some of those. I've offered some technical suggestions this year to the legislature to make it a little smoother the next time. I frankly hope we don't have a next time, <laughs> but if you do, we wanna make sure we're ready for it. Uh, but I think the results speak for themselves. You didn't see major lawsuits. Uh, we, we were able to bring both candidates into the room and work through it all and they had their people there, and I think the results uh, speak well for how Iowa runs elections. And then let's, for, let's look forward. You do say that you do need poll workers. What type of people are you looking for right now? We're looking for all, all, all walks. Uh, typically, our, our, demo, our, our look right now, if you were to kind of profile, they're over 60-year-olds. Uh, 
we want to bring in some you know, more younger people, of course. We want to bring in people of different uh, ethnic backgrounds and genders, uh, different parts of the state. We, we really want to tune in on the, the rural areas because they have a bigger challenge sometimes of getting poll workers than the urban centers do, just based on populations. Uh, we're seeing a big uptick of 18 to 25 year olds voting, record numbers. So we should have more poll workers of that age in our uh, poll worker uh, network, if you will. So we're reaching out to all of them. And, and it's, again, not a real uh, challenging thing in the sense that we're not going to make you have to go in and study for a PhD on it, uh, but it is a big responsibility. You're the eyes and ears. You're the person who's there at the polling site. You're there to help them make sure they're at the right polling site. You're there to help them make sure they're registered, of course, get them their ballots, make sure that ballot gets processed properly and answer some questions for them. But you are really the eyes and ears and, and the person out there for, for Iowans at the polling site. And uh, they can go to our site, pollworker.iowa.gov, and uh, sign up. We'll, we'll get them some more information. The county auditors will work with them on it, a little bit of training, and you get paid for it. It's not going to be a huge amount, but it is a stipend, and it's a way to thank you for being a uh, part of our elections. I know that since the election way back in 2020, there's been major changes as far as, as security is concerned, cybersecurity, uh, uh, voting methods were updated greatly. That's almost, well it is, it's, it's 24 years ago that some of this work started. Elections are being done much differently now than back then. Well, they have. I mean, I, I was Secretary of State back from 94 to 98, and then I came back here in, in, in uh, the recent years, and technology has advanced dramatically. We do have more uh, more of a challenge on the cyber side, and we've met it head on. We we put teams out there, both in my office, we're partnering up with the FBI and the Homeland Security and many other agencies and private sector as well to have all those protections in. And we've made sure that we've got that same protection given to our counties. My office has really put a strong effort on getting them those resources, so we're protected from from every component, if you will, of an election. And let's not forget we have some of the most basic uh, security methods. Again, the poll workers, uh, they are a big part of it. And you couple that with paper ballots and voter ID and, and our election audits. I think we've got a, a nice well-rounded package to assure Iowans of the integrity. And uh, so they know when those results come in that they're gonna be the accurate ones. Iowa Secretary of State, Paul Pate. Thanks for listening to The Cities with Jim Mertens. And watch The Cities Thursday nights at 7, Sunday afternoon at 4, and Monday night at 6 on WQPT, PBS for the Quad Cities region. WQAD Podcast Network.